Hello, this is Wednesday Bible Reading with Eyewitness. We're going to do a chapter at a time to start. Don't want to, you know, go too fast for anybody. Don't want to go too fast for myself. There's a lot in here. Um, Even chapters where you think there's not a lot going on. It says that everything is good that is in this book. And so we're going to read it, and we're going to study it, and we're going to think about it. We're going to talk about it. Here we go. Matthew chapter 1. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac. Isaac begat Jacob. And Jacob begat Judah and his brothers. Judah begat Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez begat Hezron and Hezron begat Ram. Ram begat Aminadab and Aminadab begat Nashon, and Nashon begot Salmon, Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab, Boaz begot Obed by Ruth, Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king. David the king begot Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon begot Rehobim, Rehobim begot Abijah, Abijah begot Asa, Asa begot Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat begot Jerom. Jerom begat Uzziah, Uzziah begat Jotham, Jotham begat Ahaz, and Ahaz begat Hezekiah, Hezekiah begat Manasseh, Manasseh begat Ammon, and Ammon begat Josiah, Josiah begat Jeconam and his brothers about the time they were carried away to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconiah begat Shethiel, and Shethiel begat Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel begat Abiad, Abiad begat Alakim, and Alakim begat Azor, Azor begat Zadok, Zadok begat Achim, and Achim begat Eliad, Eliad begat Eleazar, and Eleazar begat Mathan, and Mathan begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who was called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David are fourteen generations from David until the captivity in Babylon of fourteen generations, and from the captivity in Babylon until the Christ are fourteen generations. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother, Mary, was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly, But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you, Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took him his wife, and he did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Say the chapter, the chapter, and where it was found again, please. Oh, this is Matthew chapter 1. 
All right. We are starting with the New Testament. I love the New Testament. This is where you get to know Jesus. Yes, a lot of things happened before Jesus, but that's, you know, histories and stuff. And we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Not mad at history. History is great. Coming back and looking that over again, I think is smarter to get to know the person that we're talking about, that we're thinking about, that we're focusing on, because all of this is about Christ, ultimately. The whole Bible is leading up to Christ. Why not skip to the middle, where it starts to get good? And we can learn his lineage and his history fully later. That's fine. We can learn about how stubborn and disappointing the human race has been to him and to God in general. And we can can definitely put that in there and we can learn a lot from it. But right now, let's just start by getting to know the story of Christ as told in the New Testament. Now, there's a lot of other stuff in the New Testament. It gets pretty exciting later. (laughs) I don't want to spoil it for you. (laughs) What I took from that is there's a, for me, even in the middle of the book, there's a, a sort of a sense of foreboding. Being outside of the situation, being non-Jewish, it's it's sort of like if you're reading this for the first time, oh, there's a lot of begetting going on. You mm-hmm. notice that, right? Yeah. But then there's also the mention of captivity. <clears throat> captivity is... Uh, <sighs> A repeated theme is how I'm going to put it. It's a repeated theme uh, for the Israel nation. I said that backwards. Um, Reading this for the first time, especially if you start in the middle, it's like, uh uh-oh, what do they mean in captivity? Oh, they mean in captivity. They mean as much of the nation as they were able to capture. (sighs) People are constantly coming after Israel even now. That still has not ended. Anybody who thinks that the Bible is irrelevant, better keep reading, better keep listening. Because a lot of this has to do with Israel. And as Israel goes, so go the nations. I don't know if you know anything about political history, but trust me, spoilers. I love the thing that it's said in there about Jesus God with us is the meaning of one of his names. Jesus actually is called by a lot of different names. Not all of the names that you've heard God referred to are his name. But Jesus, called Emmanuel, is God with us. And the story of Christ's birth as a human being has got to be one of the most remarkable things in the Bible, there are a lot of things in the Bible. They say, oh, this was a miracle, and that was a miracle, and all the fishes and the loaves. I mean, if you've been to Sunday school, you've heard about the fishes and the loaves. But the real miracle is that God wanted to come down here to this planet and spend time with his creation. And wanted to send something precious to it, to him, a part of himself, to sacrifice so that we could be with him forever 
extraordinary. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So. Oh, yes, we're recording this live. We may cough, sneeze, giggle. Uh, yeah. Anything can happen. Disregard. Keep listening. We have not died. I assure you we are in good health. Let's continue. Yeah, th- this is real world. All right. So, like I said, there's a lot of history here, um, but I just want to make sure that people understand some of the words that we said. Begot, that means to have a child. So when it says Abraham begot Isaac, that means that Abraham was Isaac's father. Okay, can I just say for a minute that I feel like even if you didn't understand that completely, by the time they get around to the point where they're talking about this son and those sons, etc., etc., and then... They talk about Joseph. And his girlfriend, Mary. Mm. <laughs> and she's pregnant. And he, he took her, but he did not know her. I feel like at that point, we kind of understand what's happening. He decided he'd go ahead and marry her, on the word of an angel, mm-hmm. that this was God's child. Uh, do you want to talk about that term and what that means? I thought that was really extraordinary. I mean, everybody who's grown up knows what that means, right? Uh, Listen, disclaimer, if your children are listening to this and you don't know that they're listening to this, well, I'm sorry, but you should be paying better attention because we're not doing this for children, although children are welcome to listen. If they are able to understand it, have the permission of their parents or... You know, they're just sneaky little rebels who uh, are going to learn some things in school anyway. Who do you really want them listening to? That's the question. <sighs> it's, it's, it's important when it's... It is that, important. You know. Um, Go ahead and say it. Um, as tactfully as possible. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> it means they do the thing that brings begotting. Adult fun that leads to having babies. Um, so there, there is actually a lot in this because there's a lot of history that that's back in the Old Testament. Which, of course, if you're reading this in your mm-hmm. Hebrew, they assume you know. Yeah, but even if you if you didn't, you might know some of these people. You might know, or David. if or if you're from one of the invading nations, <laughs> you might know David. My gosh, they've had a terrible history from David and Goliath. That is the David of who they are speaking of. Right, David. Because a lot of people may have heard of David and Goliath. Of course, he was older once he started begotting. (laughs) Yes, or David and Goliath's story, um, that comes from the Word of God, all right? So that's the David who they're they're speaking of. Uh, There's lots of other people in here. Again, when you go back to the Old Testament, uh, you'll get to know and understand more of this. Uh, Carried away to Babylon, that's an important part that you were talking about, because what Israel was doing as a nation is that they would sin and then some nation would come and take them over. Yes, the whole nation <laughs> would do something, or that is enough of them would do something that would frustrate God. <laughs> After everything he'd done, they would still yes. worship things they shouldn't, take things so, they shouldn't, God be afraid forth, even though God was literally with yeah. them in the desert Again, spoilers. Somebody to deliver them from the people who had conquered them, you know, like Gideon and Samson, and it is or story after story of this happening over and over again. But Babylon, that's another one of those cases where somebody came and took over 
than the people of Israel, the Hebrew Israelites, right? So we'll get to the other Bible heroes, but we thought we'd start with the main character. All right. Uh, Because Christ's story is like no other. So the reason, what's the reason for this? Do you know the reason? Why are they even talking about this? Why does this matter? Oh, I know. Tell everybody. Uh, Because the prophecy says that the Messiah would come through the house of David, would come from this lineage. So establishing this lineage is to say the prophecy is true. That's the point of it. I would say that's a very important point. Let's see. Which other... is why they go over the lineage in much more detail. Oh, yeah. In the earlier portion of the Bible. I just thought I'd talk about a few more t- terms. Betrothed means that they're going to be married. I love that word. I'm sorry we don't use it anymore. I think it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. I think it's much more sweet than courting, although that was quaint in its own time. Mm-hmm. But uh, engaged, I guess, is how we would say it now. See, and the point of a lot of this other thing, uh, Joseph... Uh, being a just man and not wanting to make a public example was mine to put her away secretly. See, because the thing is, if the woman that you're about to marry all of a sudden gets pregnant, what do you think? That she cheated on you. And that's how she got pregnant. So this is what is going on here. That That's the behind the scenes story. So he was like, well, we'll just end this marriage that we're going to have. I'm not going to make a big show out of it. You know, we're just going to do this secretly and quietly. Well, of course, the important part uh, for the woman is that there are consequences. It's not just, and now you're a baby mama. (laughs) Mm. Being put away secretly uh, probably would have been putting her somewhere else, away from people she knew so that she would not be in trouble. You know what I mean? Because that whole 1950s in trouble thing, I mean, it was much worse back in Bible days. There may have been actual consequences yeah, to the I, breaking of the vow of betrothal. They weren't actually married, you know. But at the very least, he the, the point is, he was like, okay, I'm just going to do this secretly. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. That's why uh, God has to do something about this, right? Right. I mean, he's trying to be a gentleman about it, but he doesn't want someone else's child. That's fair. I mean, not a, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> this was an extraordinary case, though. And I mean, sending an angel to, to give him a message about it was mm-hmm. pretty much the only way. <laughs> so it says, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you, Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Uh, some people call this the Immaculate Conception. So basically, the Creator God, who created the whole process in the first place, that whole process of creating children. Of pregnancy and, yeah. yes, yeah. conception. That, 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 yeah. that whole thing. That's yeah. what you mean. Yes, go yeah. ahead. He, he's not bound by those rules. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Only humans are bound by these physical laws. <laughs> yeah. Because he created the whole thing in the first place. Right. Right. So he can, if he chooses... To just not have the man for a second and then have a virgin be pregnant, as was foretold, which is the real point. Right. The point is not just, oh, I'm God, I can do what I want. It's, 
I said this was going to happen, and it's happening. Right. Prophecy says it was going to happen, and now it's happening exactly as it was said. And it really had to happen in an extraordinary way because there's nothing profound about any other thing that could possibly happen in the natural to produce a baby. Oh, it was an accident. Uh, During the Civil War, I heard that somebody got shot, and somehow a woman who also got shot later became pregnant. Um, (laughs) I don't know if that's true, but... It's an extraordinary story. You could go, okay, maybe. I mean, I think that's a stretch. Although, you know, bullets were different back then. It wasn't like what they have now. Yes, absolutely. You know, and if if her womb was only partially pierced, well, that's a lot of speculation. But you see how I can talk myself into believing that, right? Because that's something that could happen in the natural. But the point is, the prophecy Mm. that had to later be fulfilled with Christ's birth, it had to be extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And the only way for the birth to be extraordinary is if... Mary was a virgin. Also, why why does Jesus have to be born of a woman? Why besides the prophecy, what what's the big deal? Why does he have to come through this way? Why couldn't he just show up? Are you going to answer that? No, I, I, it's it's a question. Think about it. Why why does the Word of God have to be made flesh and dwelt among us? What is the point? What is the purpose of that happening? There are other parts of Scripture that we will, that we will get to, but basically because one man's sin, that is Adam, another man has to come and make up for it. So sin enters the world through one man. It will exit through a different man. And that is Jesus Christ, who is the Word of God, made flesh and dwelt among us. Right. See, the thing is, Adam was created differently. And every human after Eve came to be by natural birth, by natural conception. So if Christ simply was formed of the earth like Adam, mm-hmm. one could speculate that that wouldn't count. Yes. Because he wasn't in the lineage He had to be in the bloodline. There is an importance here that has to do with the bloodline. Mm -hmm. And I think that we could start to talk about things like curses, but it's a little early. (laughs) But in order for sin that entered through a man to leave the earth, it had to come through a man that was of the bloodline. That's a very good point. All right, let's see. Is there anything else we need to uh, talk about at this juncture? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of names here, and you go through oh, the we'll names. Cover them later. Um, some, you know, when I when I read through this again, you know, some of the names are are you know popping out at me because I know a little bit more about you know the backstory, right? You know. Uh, when you're just looking at this, it's like, well, that's just some some name. But, you know, these are Hebrew names. Not all these people are Hebrew either. So right. let's also understand that some of these people, like Ruth, uh, are not uh, Hebrew or not fully Hebrew. 
Right. Um, there's there's some other people in here. So these are even this this genealogy is not all Hebrew, and these were not all necessarily what you would call pure and virginal people. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Th- yeah. There's 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 a couple of uh, uh, situations in here. Christ was born to a real earth family <laughs> yes. with a real history of all different mm-hmm. kinds of humanity. Mm-hmm. Even David was a bit of a stinker sometimes. Uh, see that, that verse, David the king begot Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah. There's, there's a whole oh, that, there's a whole that's quite story. a story. That's a whole other thing. That's a whole other backstory. You know, um, that's what we call not a not tease. relevant. That's what we call a tease. Not relevant to this part for the, of the yeah. For the rest, <laughs> um, you know, uh, there's there's some very interesting. We'll discuss it later. There's some people that are. I mean, if it's you know, names get reused, uh, things like that. There's there's some cool people in here too, in, in the sense of you know how righteous are they, and there's some people who. Um, who were legendary in other ways. They were legendary in other ways, Tamar. Okay. So <laughs> do you have any other questions or comments or commentaries about what we read? No, I just want to say if anybody wants to say anything, please, uh, you know, reach out to us. I don't know. Can they – I this is – we're so – I'm so early to it. Now, you've, you've mm-hmm. done podcasting before. Can they leave us a message with the podcast, or they have to send us an email? I should have checked this before we recorded. Sorry. Uh, I think at some point in time, you'll have to give them a way that they can contact us. That would probably be best. Marvelous. I think we're on AOL. I will look it up and have it ready for next time. Yeah, whatever <laughs> whatever way that may be. Um, this is on Anchor. I will, I will say that. This Wonderful. is an Anchor product, which is run by Spotify. Yep. Um, and you can listen to it on Spotify. And then when this goes out, it goes out to other platforms as well. Uh, but we should probably, if someone actually has a question or a comment or whatever, uh, leave some way where they can contact us. We actually really want this to be a conversation. Mm-hmm. I love um, I love sitting with you, mm-hmm. believer. And uh, discussing these things, and I think that it's, for me at least, more productive than a traditional sermon. And nothing against that. Go ahead and listen to traditional sermons, especially older ones. They're fantastic. But uh, definitely have recommendations on that some other time. Mm -hmm. Yes. But um, getting together and talking about it, not having to wait until the service is over and then corner the pastor in some part of the church while he's trying to escape to lunch. It's (laughs) this is definitely more productive discussing it, hanging out, thinking about these things in different ways. I love that. This has been Two Believers for Eyewitness. We'll read more of the Bible next week. Until then, we will be back on talking about the self, talking about change. Is it possible? Does it matter? Do you want to? Do you care? (laughs) And how do you think about yourself? Let's bring that up Sunday. Sunday night.
two believers for eyewitness. Have a blessed week.